It is Monday, June 19th. I'm Scott Seidenberg. And I'm AJ Hoffman. The Suns with a blockbuster trade. And Wyndham who? Here comes the Vegas truth. This is straight out of Vegas. We are straight out of Vegas AM, your daily destination for sports conversation with a Vegas lean. Here's what you need to know to start your day. Bradley Beal and Chris Paul switching places. Wyndham Clark winning the U.S. Open. And the U.S. beats Canada what else is new? What is the Vegas lead? I'm happy that you're embracing soccer, especially since it was here in Vegas, AJ. I'm I don't proud. I didn't even go to the that, game. I didn't even know that game happened, to be honest. <laughs> uh, it's, it's, it, Scott passed me the headline and was like, "Tell him about the big, the big <laughs> soccer match." I was like, "What? What happened?" Champions in the Nations League. The United States defeating Canada 2-0. USA, USA. When I don't know anything about it, I just <laughs> I started that chant. That's my move. Uh, well, what a weekend it was uh, here in Vegas. Obviously, you know, be, not just because of the U.S. soccer team, but also the Knights Parade uh, on Saturday night, which was crazy. And sports books here in town on Sunday scrambling a little bit as news broke that the Phoenix Suns acquire Bradley Beal in a trade with the Wizards. Mackenzie Rivers is with us, as always. And, Mac, the impact of Beal joining Kevin Durant and Devin Booker in Phoenix does what to the championship odds for the Suns now? I think Nate Duncan, NBA writer, said it best. Has there ever been a team more all-in for one season than this Phoenix Suns? And I don't know, because they're going to have some financial difficulty Mm. with those three big contracts coming up. But next year, it does help them. Uh, The Westgate here in Nevada, they were actually the lowest in our five-book consensus here at pregame.com on the Suns, they only had them at 10-1. to 1. Now they're actually the highest on them. So the sharpest book when it comes to these futures odds is most optimistic about the Suns. They took them from 10-1 to 1 to now 6-1. to 1. And the assumption is, like, there, there's talk that maybe the Wizards aren't even planning on keeping Chris Paul. As it stands, it doesn't look like the Wizards are getting, they're not getting the best player in this deal, at least not the, the best player today. Sure. The Wizards, obviously, their odds would have been a mile long anyway. What's happened to the Wizards? 200 to 1 to 500 to 1. They're now oh. expected to be the worst team in the league. And yeah, this is a get out of jail free card for them. This is a blow it up. Let's see what we happens. And Chris Paul cannot be a part of those plans. It's uncertain whether they'll find a trade partner, but I can't imagine Chris Paul, of all the places in the NBA, would want to be there to round out his career. What's the Bradley Beal contract situation like? Like, how long would Washington have been stuck with him? Like, how how onerous was that deal? How important was it for them to get out of it? So Beal is entering just his second year of a five-year, $250 million contract. So remaining would be four years, $205 million that the Wizards would be settled with. It's funny because we always talk about, like, having the asset – and it, like you, you had to re-sign Bradley Beal to right. a fifty million dollar de- a year deal, even though you know he's not worth that. You had to sign it because otherwise the asset walks away for free. That is the conventional wisdom. And yes. now here we are, two years later, and they have to wish that they would have just let the asset walk for free, because all they're doing now is resetting what they would have done two years ago. Yeah. When they would have let him walk for free, like it's it's a really bad spot that the Wizards I mean, have found. Bradley Beal's been in the name in the trade market forever, and we heard names like Kawhi Leonard, Jalen Brown, first round picks, all that stuff. They just said no, no, no. I think we got it. I think we got it. I think we like this guy, and now they're literally trading him for like 
net neutral, like just to get off the contract. They probably will trade Chris Paul uh, for little on the dollar if they don't end up waiving him. So it was it was an admission of failure, and they're hitting the reset button. If they waive Chris Paul, though, they have to pay him twenty five million dollars, but not on the salary cap. They just got to pay him twenty five uh, million dollars in cash. Uh, Ted Leon's is a little bit cooler with that, probably. So, where in, in your mind, where is Bradley Beal the player like in, in the in the league right now? What kind of a player is he today? It's a great question, and a lot of analysts that have panned this deal have said he's never done anything as a number one. I would say yes, exactly. That's why he wants an opportunity to do to be a contributing member as a number three or maybe even a number four beyond DeAndre Ayton. He's fallen off considerably the last two years. He had his best year two years ago. Uh, then the year before last, he got injured. He came back. He didn't really do much this season. So if you're an, op- if you're an optimist, maybe he can regain that all, you know, third-team all-NBA all level that he had just a couple of years ago. Uh, if he was the way he was last year, he's the most expensive role player in the league. Yeah, and this is... I mean, listen, Bradley Beal hasn't had much help. Let's just call it what it is. Uh, Since John Wall stopped being a a factor in the NBA, it's been the Bradley Beal show, which is is a lot for a guy like him to carry. I don't think anybody ever thought he was an A-side guy. The Wizards have tried to force that. It didn't work. I will say him being your third best player, though, boy, that is scary. And also, uh, to me, it gives you some insurance because – if Kevin Durant gets hurt again, which let's face it, Kevin Durant sure. is now he's becoming what we would consider injury prone. Like you have the kind of players now that can can fill that role. The offensive production when KD was out was, I mean, was disastrous. Like because Chris Paul couldn't fill that. Bradley Beal can fill that offensive production. Well, Kevin Durant never got hurt for Phoenix, but he got he gets hurt in general every season. That, yeah, but, yeah. I, I I think you're right. I think for the long haul, if you're replacing Chris Paul, which is I'd say 50 games, maybe 10 in the playoffs if you're lucky. That turns into 70 games, hopefully a fully healthy playoff run. And that was the difference. I mean, if they're trying for a championship, they're looking at the favorites. They're looking at the team that beat them in the Nuggets. And they got to think, if Chris Paul didn't get hurt for the third consecutive playoffs in a row, maybe we have a chance in that series that ended up going six. Chris uh, Bradley Beal, although he's been hurt in the past, much more uh, likely, especially only 29 years old, to be there down the stretch. Wizards have the eighth pick in Thursday's draft, probably – Maybe waited a year too long to tank. Yes. Just throwing that out there. <laughs> no doubt. I mean, this may, may have been the move a year ago. I, I don't know. But, what you know, I'm not an NBA GM, but that's what I would have seen. Uh, but they will have the, the eighth pick in the draft on Thursday. So that's, I'm guessing, what they believe will be. Uh, their next building block to, uh, to try to rebuild this thing from the ashes. So you know, it's funny you mention that because I see no hope in the Washington Wizards fan base. <laughs> and uh, Joe House, who comes on the Bill Simmons and talks Wizards, uh, just a fan, not an NBA analyst or anything, he's like, I'd much rather be a Wizards fan than, I don't know, a Clippers fan, because they have no hope. They're going to get hurt. And if you're lucky, in the next 10 years, you'll get two players as talented as Kawhi Leonard and Paul George on your team at the same time healthy. Like, it's so unlikely that the Wizards will make any kind of noise in the next 15 years. I don't see how it's a positive that they no longer have to pay a guy that's good. It's, it's just literally starting from ground zero. Well, the, and the thought would be if you had Bradley Beal and you've got him for the next three years, whoever you get with the eighth pick can now be the number two to him. But, again, I, I think what you said, that they're admitting failure, I think now they see and the rest of yeah, the league fine. clearly it's, sees that Bradley Beal's not – he's not the guy. He's not that dude that's going to carry you. So, And that's okay. Not everybody's built to be that guy. And, and like – it doesn't make Bradley Beal not a good yeah. NBA player. But they thought he was three years ago, or at least they, you know, their actions they hoped said he it were. Yeah, they exactly. hoped he would be. Exactly. And it, it's, it's quite honestly, how different is it from what's happened in Portland with Dame Lillard? Yeah. 
Like he's just not that good. He's I mean, not Damian good enough to carry a bad yeah, roster right. to a championship. It's just a, a farther drop from Bradley. Yeah. but it's still the same situation. I agree. You mentioned no help. Like Bradley Beal hasn't had like you know help in his career. Has anybody had more help in their career than Kevin Durant? <laughs> like like let's just run down the list here. Okay, yeah. C- currently Devin Booker and now Bradley Beal. Previously Chris Paul. Before that Kyrie Irving, James Harden. Not once but twice. <laughs> Russell Westbrook. Like before oh, Russell Westbrook sucked. Yeah. And then, oh, Steph Curry. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. like has, has, has any player had more help than Kevin Durant in an NBA career? I would say so. I would say LeBron James has just as much, but it's, it's a very similar situation where they're going, picking their spots team to team because they always want to be it in spring. Uh, Kevin Durant just ha- hasn't had any injury luck. Uh, all of those guys at some point. I mean, we talked about, like, does it work, these super teams? Oh, no, the Nets didn't work. The Clippers didn't work. Neither of those teams lost any series where all their players were healthy. Like, yeah. I don't know how you judge it. I'm not saying it works. Everyone should do that because it clearly hasn't for those franchises. But it's not like you can say the basketball result hasn't been there for Kevin Durant. And when those super teams have stayed healthy, whether it be what Miami did, what Golden State did, mm-hmm. even Golden State the second time, yeah. like when you've got a super team that is healthy – you got a good chance of winning. Like it's a, a so right. four series in, in spring. You're He's still going to take your shots. You're going to keep rolling the dice. With Durant's been on a super team his last three teams. Okay, and even four. If you, I mean, if you go back to Oklahoma City and you want to call that a super team, I mean, I, granted they drafted those guys, but still. He's had just his last three teams, just the Warriors, Nets, and Phoenix. He's played with seven different All Stars. Like he's. But wouldn't ha- you rather play with two All Stars for ten years? Yeah, like of that's that's going to lead to more success generally. Well, yeah. that's what Steph's done. Yeah, that's what uh, you know Magic Johnson did. You know, that's yeah. that's the, the best possible scenario. Hopefully, the Nuggets think that's what Jokic is going to do with Murray. The other thing that's really funny about this is that if Chris Paul plays for the Wizards, uh, ESPN tweeted this out earlier on Sunday. Then the Wizards, Clippers, and Rockets have just traded point guards, <laughs> like like over the years. Because see those teams again? The Wizards, Clippers, and Rockets just cycled through the same three point guards over Chris the past Paul's several been years. There and Chris there Paul and there. Chris Paul, Westbrook, Russell Westbrook, yep. and and uh, John Wall. John Wall just didn't play, but yeah, he was, you know he was there. He yeah, was around. But yeah. they they <laughs> went through all the uh, all. That's funny. Yeah, they just just cycled through the. Um, Sounds like a Ponzi scheme. They just got more and more bigger contracts, and no one ever played. And they just kept, <laughs> kept moving on them. So let me talk about Phoenix's roster as it stands. So as of today, Monday, June 19th, as Scott said at the beginning of the show, Durant, Booker, Ayton, Beal, Campaign are the only five guys under contract. And those five guys are making just about $170 million. That means they're way over the, the salary cap, way over the luxury tax, and they only have five guys under contract. Mm. How do you put together a team You know, when you've got to have 15 guys on the roster? How, yeah. do, you, how do they – what's the, the logistics of them putting this together? I don't think you talk to your GM, although the GM might be the guy because he was a former player. I think you talk to Kevin Durant and Devin Booker and their Rolodex and guys that they've known for 10 years in the league and say, hey, uh, I know you're about to retire. Maybe don't retire, P.J. Tucker, because we could really use you Hey, Udonis Haslam, come sit at the end of our <laughs> a bench. A little bit too old. A little come bit too old. Come sit at the end of our bench and scratch your face. It's like, that's his thing. And they'll try to re-sign uh, Josh Okogie probably. They'll have some depth. But depth was their problem 
in this playoff run. And they instead of uh, they kind of doubled down on their strategy of having the best big two, arguably now the best big three, and definitely the best four, uh, top four players in the NBA. We'll see if it works out for them. So yeah. would you bet the Suns right now to win the NBA Finals? No. I mean, if I got lucky and, and, and found a book in Jamaica that hadn't changed the odds yet, I would take a, Short. a shot at 10-1. to 1. But with the adjustment, plus 650, I don't really see much value. I still think the Nuggets uh, have more value at plus five. I was going to say, better question. With the odds adjusting, yeah. do we now get a better number on the Nuggets? We do. Westgate took the Nuggets from plus 475 to plus 550. I do think there's some value on them. And that could still change because the public's going to get more aware of Definitely. all this. And then they're going to see them in the media. Rajon Rondo's coming to the Phoenix? Oh, man, it's on. <laughs> this, for what Phoenix is doing right now, feels a lot like what they did in Brooklyn, where if this doesn't work... It sets your franchise yep. back a long way uh, because they like they are now committing themselves to luxury tax for several years down the road. Yep. Like if you don't get a championship out of this thing, like it could it's not like, oh, hey, we gave it our best shot. It's like, oh, my God, we, we are in a, a disaster mode now. Like if, if they go three years and don't win a championship, you know, fire Monty Williams, you hire Frank Vogel. You, they already did that. I'm saying, <laughs> oh, okay. I'm saying this is what you do. You, you, you fire Monty Williams, you hire Frank Vogel. You're building the team around Kevin Durant now uh, rather than building around Devin Booker. But this is what they were doing in Brooklyn, and it yeah. failed miserably is what I, I'm saying. Yeah. Like it, that's the it does have – it's got very much boom or bust potential. Sure. Like when you see that roster and you read those names on paper, you're like – Oh, yeah, those guys should win the title if they don't. Whatever confluence of events happens, like Devin Booker and and Kevin Durant can't get along. Uh, Bradley Beal punches DeAndre Ayton. That's a terrible idea, Bradley, (laughs) but just throwing that out there. Whatever it is that, like, this team can't coexist anymore. They've got to break this thing up. I mean, it's really hard to come back from that. Oh, it's a big gamble. It's a big gamble. And to your point, Scott, Kevin Durant's fourth for MVP, Devin Booker's eighth. I don't know if there's a player that's had another teammate in top eight in the MVP race coming into a season more than Kevin Durant. Uh, this is the kind of team he wants, uh, and we'll see if it works out. And this, if this isn't a another point at the fact, stop giving players no trade clauses. That's true. They would have got a lot more value. Probably. All it does is stick it in your ass in the end. Like if you're if when you're the Wizards, because you've got you've got no leverage. Yeah. Like, he gets to dictate so much. where if, he goes. If he, they would have said, okay, we're not going to sign you if you want no trade clause, how much better would they be off right now if they mm. just didn't sign him three years ago or two yes. years ago? Yes. It's just, just it, let him walk. I, I, I want to say this with Jalen Brown. Biggest contract in NBA history for a guy that's like 25th best in the league? Or no? I would say maybe no. I mean, how similar is this? Yeah. Like, Bradley Beal two years ago to 25th what Jalen Brown in the is league. now. Probably, yeah. Like, it's they're not far apart. And yeah. this is a— Well, except one team is a championship contender, and the Wizards were never in that position. True. Well, and also one team—like, they were they were going to—they're going to sign Jalen Brown to be their second-best player. Mm-hmm. And they understand that fully. Yeah. Bradley Beal, they signed to be their guy, and he's just not that guy. So, uh, but again, I, I do think that this was—like, it meant that— he could say, I always say this, if you're getting traded to a team, why do you want them to give up good assets? Why would you say, Phoenix, just give up DeAndre Ayton? Just tell him, hey, keep the core guys, give them a bunch of junk, mm-hmm. I'll come <laughs> right. over and we'll win. Like uh, That's what all do. these players are and trying to do. You can do that with a no trade clause. You can do that. So have to make a, make a choice right now. Chris Paul plays for the Wizards, yes or no? No. I would agree. I, I mean, Chris Paul at this point in his career – the only thing he's still chasing is a ring. Like mm-hmm. that's what he's that's that's got to be his main goal. Which getting 
pushed out of Phoenix is like the worst thing that could have happened to him for that purpose. Mm-hmm. But I, I, he knows he can't win a ring in Washington. Like he, I'm sure he doesn't want to be there. They don't want some aging guy, mm-hmm. to, you know, on their raw. He doesn't do them any good because even if he's good, yeah. Just, if you get good, Chris Paul, what does that do for the Wizards? Nothing. Nothing at all. So, like, the best thing they can do is move on from him. I, I, I believe. Just that. wave him because you're not going to get anything in the trade for him. So just I, wave him. I don't think you can wave him. You have to get some kind of an asset. Like, what are you going to get? What are you going to get? Four uh, second rounders. Yeah, four, one. <laughs> uh, g- give me that. Because otherwise, you gave up Bradley Beal for nothing. You gave him up for a Landry Shamet. Hey. And salary cap relief. Yeah. Which is very important. But you have to get something. You never heard of, you never heard of cash considerations? You have to get something that lets you start building right. this roster again. And whether it's – if you can get back the eighth best guy that, that will be on your team in three years when you're good, that's something. It's yeah, at least a, a rotation player you can say, hey – this was part of what we got when we moved on from Bradley Beal. It's got to be something, though. Find a player on a team. Well, first, it has to be a team that Chris Paul wants to go to. But find a player that was drafted that, like, has not lived up to Ooh, I got any a good draft one. hype. L.A. Clippers, Boyne, uh, former Nugget, Bones Highland. He was kind Ooh. of a, yeah. a flamboyant point guard. Who thought yeah. he was better than he was. Thought he was a star on his team. Didn't want to play with Jokic. Maybe in Washington, if you give him the reins, he does something because he hasn't done it in other spots. So that, that might make baby. sense. Let's say somebody like that, some a high draft prospect that just never panned out. That maybe a change of scenery, new coaching, new teammates, something turns it around. Ben Simmons? Oh God, <laughs> I don't think Washington wants Ben Simmons there either. Yeah, heard ben you seen the workout video? Yeah, I heard Ben Simmons is Jack now. Especially after the Photoshop. <laughs> this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. How's your social battery right now, AJ? I know sometimes I get drained, and it could be easy to ignore your social battery and just spread yourself too thin, you know, especially when it comes to social gatherings and maybe just things you're not in the mood for. Well, do you know the right amount of socializing you need to do to keep yourself balanced? Therapy can give you that self-awareness and you can build basically your routine that reflects what you need personally. Everybody's different in this way. That was a big driver for me when I was in therapy. I got a lot out of it and it's so easy here Give BetterHelp a try if you've said, I don't want to go out of my way to do this. It's all online. It's as convenient as can be, and it's suited to you. It's simple. Just fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch at any time for no additional charge. Find your social sweet spot with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com Vegas today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Vegas. AJ, It's important to me that the supplements that I take every single day are of the highest quality. And that's why ever since they jumped the board as a sponsor with us, I've been drinking AG1. Because for AG1, quality isn't just a buzzword. AG1's ingredients are heavily researched for efficacy and quality. And I love that every scoop has prebiotics, probiotics, digestive enzymes for my gut support, B vitamins for energy. It's got the magnesium and ashwagandha for stress support, also testosterone support, vitamin C and zinc to support my immune system. I don't get sick anymore. Well, you're welcome for introducing you to AG1. Yeah, but uh, I mean, this stuff is incredible. And so many people have asked me, are you just reading commercials? No, man. AG1 is actually legit. 
And there's a reason why I drink it every single day. It just makes taking care of my health so much easier in general. So if you want to replace your multivitamin and more, start with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3 plus K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first subscription at drinkag1.com slash SOV. That's drinkag1.com slash SOV. Check it out. What a story in golf over the weekend as we talked on Friday morning about the incredible first rounds shot at the U.S. Open by both – by uh, who is it? It was Ricky Fowler. And Xander Shoffley. Xander Shoffley. And Dustin Johnson also was like one stroke behind yeah. him uh, yeah. with an incredible 60. It was like 62, 62, 63, 64. Incredible scores. And we were saying, well, this is not a U.S. Open. U.S. Opens are minus six, minus seven. That's what wins a U.S. Open. Winning score, 10 under par. Yeah. And that winning golfer – Wyndham Clark. Now, you might be asking who? Wyndham Resorts. The Wyndham Open. No, Wyndham Clark becomes the second longest shot to win the U.S. Open in the last 40 years. 100 to 1 odds tied with Angel Cabrera in 2007, only behind Lucas Glover's win in 2009, where he was 150 to 1 long shot. Uh, Wyndham outlasts Rory McIlroy and a, and Scotty Scheffler to win his first major and says that it was calming the nerves that helped him win. I started off great and I felt really good and confident about um, my game. Um, you know, unfortunately, I bogeyed the second hole, but I felt like I rebounded well and birdied in the fourth. Um, and, you know, I got a little unlucky on, on hole eight. But I just felt like I bounced back and kept my emotions about me. And, um, you know, I hit some great shots coming down at the end. And although I made a couple bogeys and it seemed like maybe uh, the rails were coming off, I was inside pretty, uh, pretty calm. So um, I'm, I'm really pleased with myself with how I performed. I can't imagine being in that position. I mean, AJ, try and put yourself in Wyndham Clark's shoes. He has a lead. He's got four holes left at the U.S. Open. He bogeys 15. He bogeys 16. And everybody is talking about how he's going to blow it and Rory McIlroy is going to win the U.S. Yeah, Open. Yeah, he's going to be remembered as one of those guys, one, one of the, the guys who blew a massive lead, and that's all you'll ever be remembered for. It's a terrible thing in golf, but you, see, you hear about those guys all the time. But how many times? I mean, we see it happen with, uh, and all due respect to Wyndham Clark, I don't mean this disrespectfully, but a no-name golfer versus a household name in Rory McIlroy. And we see all the time where these the household names, they finish out strong and they wait for somebody that's lesser known that hasn't been there before to collapse in front of them. And Wyndham Clark almost collapsed, but he was able to par the final two holes. Yeah, and like... Uh, what's the guy, Jean Vandeveld, in the 99, uh, the guy who, like, there's the... That's the, a made-up name. The, there's, like, a famous picture of him standing in the water. Like, he's looking for his <laughs> ball. He's standing in the water. But he, he had, like, he was dominating and, and choked his way out of the uh, out of the lead there. Like, it, it, there's guys who that's what they're remembered for mm-hmm. is blowing big leads. And it looked like... Maybe he was going to go that way, and I'm glad he didn't. I turned it on, and I was like, 
what did I, I didn't even know his first name. I just saw Clark leading. And I was like, wow, Clark, who the hell's that guy? <laughs> and uh, about two holes later, like Wyndham Clark. And I was like, oh, Wyndham. Obviously, I knew that, <laughs> which I didn't. Uh, but I was glad to see him win because I like look at, I saw some tweets about him. The, this He won his first PGA event ever in May. The, the best finish at a major before this weekend was tied for 75th. Mm-hmm. He'd never made the cut at a U.S. Open. He's never played in a Masters. Like, this is a real, legit underdog story. Like, this was cool. Uh, and the thing that's made the most rounds is, well, he went to high school with Christian McCaffrey. Uh, <laughs> so I, I'm guessing they weren't teammates unless Denver Christian McCaffrey area. was on the golf team. Denver area, I'm guessing. Denver Very area. Creek. That's right. So I don't know if Christian was on the golf team. I'm guessing Wyndham didn't play football, but you mm-hmm. never know. You never know. Um, either you, way. You ask yourself, what did anybody see this coming? Apparently so. Uh, two rather, you know, know, rather large. I mean, nicely sized bets were placed here in town at Circa. No, those are rather large can, when you consider, consider who the, odds. the golfer is. Right. Yes. Yeah. Like uh, if, that, if this bet was on Scotty Scheffler, I'd go, well, that's. Yes. Yeah. If you made one bet at 100 to 1 and it was this guy, then well, good on you. But probably you sprinkled a little. Yeah, you probably. And and I do know that one of the persons who, because two, two, two separate big bets were placed here. I'll tell you the results in a second. But one of the players said that they had bet 10 guys. So let's say uh, one bet here was $500. They placed the bet June 4th. The odds were 125 to 1, $62,000 win. The other bet, one thousand dollars at plus ninety four hundred wins ninety four thousand dollars. So the, the the player that won ninety four thousand, if he bet ten golfers, and I don't know if he's doing a thousand on each or if he's varying, probably had twenty G's on this event. Yeah. Or you know, I, and I, I don't know, maybe less. Who knows? But still, the ninety four thousand dollar win on the on a hundred to one long shot at the U.S. Open. Uh, that's stuff to write home about. I'm telling you that that you talk about a, a life changing hit. You make that a thousand dollar bet and you win th- that. That's like man. That's a that's a game changer. That, that covers the rest of your golf betting for the foreseeable future. It has to. I'm gonna try and bet the over on Wyndham Clark's results in the next tournament. Hey, it worked for Xander Shoffley. What did we say? He got upgraded a stroke and a half because of one good mm-hmm. round. This guy yep. had one good tournament. Never finished higher than 75th. They'll probably set him a little bit too high. By the way, uh, best bet that was given out on the pod under was uh, the Top Ricky 10. Fowler. Top. Oh, yeah. I'm yeah. talking about. There's so many winners. I'm trying to remember. My to... golf bet, which was the Scotty Scheffler top 10, and Didn't he I give finishes that out? third. <laughs> I thought you gave that out, Mac. I don't know. <laughs> no, I think Mac jumped <laughs> on board <laughs> my right, bet. Right. After I gave it out, he was like, yeah, I agree with that. He, he co-signed, but he finishes third with uh, seven under, so three strokes off the lead. And as for Ricky Fowler and Xander Shoffley, who both had the record-setting 62 opening rounds, Ricky finishes tied for fifth at five under, and Xander Shoffley finishes tied for 10th at three under. So that leaves one major left, uh, as our good friend Will Doctor said. He called it the British Open. I call it the Open Championship. Oh, you uh, corrected him. Yeah, it was you that said that, well, right? Well, I'm just telling you what I call it. I call it the right <laughs> thing. Uh, but that's uh, that. Is, what when is that tournament going to happen? And uh, and and what are the odds right now? Who who are the favorites? Uh, that will be the, next month, uh, July 20th. Royal Liverpool. Hosting the Open Championship. Last time it hosted was 2014. The winner, Rory McIlroy. Oh boy, the favorite. 
for the 2023 Open Championship or the British Open. That'd be Rory McIlroy, 8-1. to one. Well, it Home may, court advantage It there. makes sense because he lifted the claret jug the last time that it was played at Royal Liverpool. Who are the other who are the other top handful? So Rory McIlroy is number three in the world. He gets the home court advantage, so he's the favorite. Uh the other two are the other top two players in the world. John Rahm is nine to one. Scotty Scheffler is ten to one. Okay. Yeah. Brooks Kepka looking for his sixth, he's fourteen to one. Now I I'm I don't know if there's current odds up on Wyndham Clark, but I'd I'd be fading him. But I don't know. You can't fade him in odds to win. You'd have to fade him in like finishing result. Over under. They're gonna yeah. set him in over under. It's gonna be a stroke like too high. Too yeah. Low. I agree. Major League Baseball, what a weekend it was for seven teams who finished off sweeps. Yeah, there were seven sweeps this weekend in baseball. You had the Phillies, who took three games from the Oakland Athletics, soon to be Las Vegas Athletics. I'm sure everyone's really soon surprised. Soon do we know? I don't know. Wow. Everyone's really surprised years. by that. Eventually. Marlins finished off a sweep of the Nationals. Another surprise there. Uh, the Milwaukee Brewers finished off a sweep of the Pirates. The San Francisco Giants are scorching hot. They swept the Dodgers. Yeah, Giants swept the Dodgers. The Atlanta Braves, they swept the Colorado Rockies. Red Sox swept the Yankees, winning a doubleheader yesterday. And this one is probably the most surprising one. The Cincinnati Reds swept the Houston Astros after rallying and winning in 10 innings yesterday. So now let's take a look at the scoreboard for tonight, and let's see where we could take advantage of any possible fade spots. Now, you know what I'm about to say, Mackenzie. There's one fade spot that we're going to be on board the with. Sunday night well, base. Monday morning. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. That is the Sunday night fade. And let's start with the Sunday night fade because not only is it a Sunday night fade because the Red Sox played in Boston last night and then traveled to Minnesota where they will face the Twins tonight, but the Red Sox also played a doubleheader. So it's like a tightener. I like that. Yeah, it is a tightener. There's going to be some fatigue here for the Boston Red Sox. The last time we saw them on a Sunday night fade was... Oh, last week. Yeah. The Red Sox, who played the Yankees on Sunday Night Baseball. It's important to have the Red Sox and Yankees on Sunday Night Baseball every possible chance. (laughs) Like, no other teams matter. Everyone knows this. So they played the Yankees on Sunday Night Baseball. They won, just like they did last night. And then they traveled home to Colorado, where they lost to the Rockies 4-3 in 10 innings. And in that game against the Colorado Rockies, the Boston Red Sox did not score a run until the sixth inning. And that's the key part of this fade. Red Sox will start slow tonight, especially against my guy, Pablo Lopez, for the Minnesota Twins. Twinkies minus 135 over the Boston Red Sox, but hint, hint, wink, wink, first five Twins. Let's take a look at the rest of the board. We have the Cardinals at the Nationals. Jack Flaherty going for the Cardinals. Josiah Gray. For the Nationals, St. Louis minus 160. The Cards took oh. two of three from the Mets. Cardinals favored. Pass. <laughs> they took two of three from the Mets well, this weekend. Wow. Maybe turning things around. May, guys, that all it takes. They're, yep. they're 15 games under 500. <laughs> <laughs> the Mets Including might, 10 games under as a favorite. And the yeah. Mets might be, might be a bigger disaster than they are. Here's another one that you can get behind. Tigers minus 145 favorites at home <sighs> against the Royals. Well, that's the only team you could have said <laughs> right. it would have made sense. And Jordan Lyles is on the mound for Kansas City. This is your guy. Here's a reminder in case uh, you guys haven't been paying attention. The Kansas City Royals have lost 
every single game that Jordan Lyles has stepped What's on. Was that the like two or three games? No, it's he's 0 and 11. Ooh, yeah, that's his that's record worse. is 0 and 11. That, that's that, that's his record is 0 and 11. He's made 14 starts. Yeah. They're 0 and 14. <laughs> In his start. So he's got a 6.89 ERA. Is that good? This Olsen fellow for the Tigers, who might be a made up person. Reese. Uh, he has a 6.08 ERA. Mm-hmm. The total here is set at nine. Detroit's not really an over ballpark, though, and uh, you can never trust the Royals to hit. Jordan Lyles is an over kind of pitcher, though. Isn't sure. He? sure. Yeah. First five over, maybe take advantage of both these starting pitchers. Yeah, maybe do like a Detroit, I don't know, something like, yeah, I guess you don't trust Reese Olsen, but here. who's going to hit for the Royals? I mean, I just don't know. That's true. Pasquantino's out, right? Yep. I mean, unless you're banking on, like, Salvador Perez to hit, like, two home runs. Uh, I don't know what's happening for, for Kansas City offensively. Uh, the Blue Jays are at the Marlins. Jose Barrios gets the start for Toronto. And Brian uh, Hoeing gets the start for uh, the Marlins. It's June 19th this morning. If I told you at the beginning of the Major League Baseball season, that on Monday, June 19th, the Miami Marlins would have a better record than the Toronto Blue Jays. What would your reaction have been? I'd, I'd probably say the uh, Blue Jays have failed miserably because I would not have imagined the Marlins would be above that. That's the only way I could have pictured it. it was like the, it's been a disaster season for the Blue Jays, which it really hasn't been. No, they're five games over 500, yeah. but the Marlins are 41 and 31, having a yeah. tremendous season. Skip Schumacher, good job. Is this, uh, I mean, are the Marlins. Is there a possibility of them winning that division? They're the, not. I mean, the far, Braves are the Braves, the Braves are five ahead yeah, now. The Braves are so good. Okay, uh, but I think I mean Philly's surging right now. Philly's won six straight, and I wouldn't put it past Philly to be the second place team that pushes the Atlanta Braves. They have the championship, uh, you know, medal from winning the National League last year, losing in the World Series. Uh, I think Philly would be the team that I would back over Miami to then chase down Atlanta. I think Diamondbacks, Marlins, and whoever wins the NL Central, or mm-hmm. it's going to be those are all surprise possible playoff Absolutely. teams. Absolutely. Speaking, I guess the Giants too, maybe yeah. a potential yeah. surprise playoff team. Speaking of the Central, the Cubs will take on the Pirates. Chicago minus 125. Drew Smiley on the hill against the made-up guy in Osvaldo Beto. Listen, uh, Drew Smiley, not the best pitcher in the world, but he keeps winning games. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, It's hard to fade him right now. I, I know the, the Cubs aren't good. Um, but like you said, the Pirates are throwing out a made-up person. Although he, uh, in his first start, which was last week, he went four innings, allowed just one run on four hits to the Cubs. So mm. second time that the Cubs are seeing mm. Osvaldo Bino here uh, tonight. The Red Hot Reds, that sounds redundant, are hosting the Rockies. Cincinnati's minus 165, but this team is just on fire right now, winning eight straight games. I'll say that again. The Cincinnati Reds have won eight straight games. That's pretty wild. They're 37 and 35. Uh, Brandon Williamson will get the start for Cincinnati. Austin Gomber for Colorado. The Diamondbacks are at the Brewers. Merrill Kelly gets the start for Arizona. Corbin Burns from Milwaukee. Brewers are minus 130. The Mets are at the Astros. Two teams that need a bounce back after this weekend. Yeah. Max Scherzer goes for the Mets. I don't know how much I trust Max Scherzer. Hunter Brown gets the start for the Astros. I I say that the Astros should win. They're minus 130. Max Scherzer as an underdog is appealing. Lineup's been bad though for the Astros. Yes, without Jordan Alvarez, he's like he's the it glue. Went, it went from a bad lineup with Jordan. Mm. 
to a disastrous offense without him. I mean, yeah. it's it's really bad right now. The Astros just have never they, – they just haven't been full strength. They started nope. the season without Jose Altuve, and the conversation was, wait till they get Altuve back. Altuve comes back, they lose Jordan Alvarez, an MVP candidate, and now it's like, well, wait till Alvarez gets back. At sooner or later, like the seasons, what, what it's Michael the, Brantley hadn't been there yet. And, yeah, what's, <laughs> and what's the, uh, the 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 Yogi quote? Like it gets late early. Yeah, right. And that's what's going to happen here. We're for almost the at the midway Astros. point. Like yes. uh, this, uh, if the Astros are going to make any noise, they're going to have to do kind of what the Warriors did in the NBA Finals or in the NBA playoffs a couple years ago, and just get everybody healthy right when the playoffs start. Mm-hmm. Boom, let's go. Everybody's at their best. Then on paper, we should be this good. Make a nice run, but yeah, it's it's been a struggle for them this season, no doubt. What do you think about the Cody Bellinger to Houston rumors? I think it'll be, it'd, a, it'd be it'd, a nice help. Oh, it'd be yeah. huge because the mm-hmm. the Astros swung and missed on Jose Abreu. Like he he's I mean he's been better th- for the last month maybe, but he's still not been near the production that they hoped. And Bellinger's so versatile, you can put him in the outfield, well, you can put him in first base, wherever you need him. But wherever you need him, he can play, yeah, which yeah. is a, a big benefit for them. Uh, I would agree. It would be a big help. Uh, and the Astros are always going to be buyers at the deadline. So they, they will acquire some help by the, the time the summer's over. The Rangers take on the White Sox. Andrew Haney gets a start for the Rangers. White Sox not sure what they're doing with their pitching situation just yet. And the Padres will send AJ's favorite pitcher to the mound, Michael Waka, against the scorching hot Giants, who will start Ryan Walker 2-0 on the season with a 1.23 ERA. He's going to be an opener, though. So he's only going to go one inning, maybe two. Yeah, I wanted to go a uh, an under in this game, but then I saw that the Giants scored like 29 runs mm-hmm. this, over the mm-hmm. weekend against the Dodgers. So uh, probably just a pass for me, although I, I do like Waka. He has been, for the past month, maybe the best pitcher in baseball. I might like a first five under here because I like the idea of the opener going for the Giants, limiting the Padres' bats and then having them see multiple pitchers over the course of the first five innings of the game. And then, you know, Michael Walk is going to, you know, hopefully continue his hot streak. So maybe a first five under in that game. College World Series is, I guess, in the full swing of things now. We're into the, uh, we're, we're seeing teams eliminated. Omaha. Omaha. As Virginia, who was the second favorite coming into the tournament, mm. you've been Eliminated. Well, uh, Wake Forest was the favorite. They're yeah. they're now the second favorite to win. Well, they have because they don't have their second game played yet. Ah, uh, so some teams have two games played. Some have one game played. Uh, is Florida now the favorite? Florida is the favorite because plus one sixty five. Florida's the only two and O team mm, in makes the sense. field. Uh, as they got a five four win against Oral Roberts. Uh, Oral Roberts now has a loss. They're one and one. Oral Roberts came back from five one. They looked dead, yep. and they made it a game. They've in the been night. a nice story. They were the longest shot going into the College World Series, yeah. and now they are the second longest shot. They were twenty two to one, and then their odds decreased when they won their first game. When they lost, uh, it's now forty to one. But Stanford longer odds at fifty to one. Yeah, Stanford plays Tennessee today in an elimination game. And uh, in that game, it is Tennessee minus one forty-five. And in the winner's bracket, uh, LSU and Wake Forest, that game uh, will be the second game on the uh, of the day in Omaha, 6 o'clock Central Time. Wake Start. Forest minus 165. Okay. So, yeah, good good matchups there. Wake Forest, 
looked good in their first game. Uh, but again, that was Stanford. And Stanford, like you just said, is clearly on the brink of elimination. We, we talked about Stanford maybe being lucky to be there in Omaha. Did you see uh, LSU, uh, Paul Skeenis, the, the pitches that he was throwing in, in, in their first game? I did not. His first seven pitches of the game all were over 100 miles per hour. <sighs> yeah, he is good at sport. I mean, this kid is, yeah. It's, He's gonna it's make, there's a lot of money coming his way. There's a, a lot, lot of, of money. A lot of money coming in for the 6'6", 247-pound righty. Speaking of a lot of money coming in, that's what we hope to provide you at pregame.com. A variety of pregame pros are available to you, especially at discount prices. And you're asking, Scott. I like a deal, Scott. What do you mean discount prices? Well, you can get 20% off your entire purchase at pregame.com. Well, how does that work? Well, it's easy. You go to the website and you sign up to be a pregame.com member. If you do that, you get a free $25 best bet. $25 to use on whatever you'd like. You want a daily best bet? You want a week-long package, all access? You want a weekender package, season-long subscription? Don't matter. 25 hours for you. Once you're a member of pregame.com, then you can use any of the promo codes that we give out on all of our podcasts. And the promo code for us here on Straight Out of Vegas is BIRD20. B-I-R-D-20. The early bird gets the worm. BIRD20 will get you 20% off your purchase at pregame.com. Lots of pros are focusing in on Canadian football right now. Fezzik, Spartan, they're doing, you know, uh, Nover, right? Yep. Everyone's doing CFL plays. Major League Baseball, we're in the swing of it now. <laughs> Pun intended, you see? I swing, see what you did swing, there. Swing, yeah. So lots of, lots of action available at pregame.com. Take advantage of this 20% off offer using our promo code BIRD20. For Mackenzie Rivers and A.J. Hoffman, I'm Scott Seidenberg. We are straight out of it. Hey, yeah.